we specialize in die-cast metal miniature gun models that you didn't know you've been looking for, called GOAT guns. Bah! Yes, GOAT. They are the greatest of all time gun models you can display on your desk, buy, build, and collect them. We offer a 90-day return policy if you don't love yours. Start your collection at GOATGUNS.COM. Welcome to Bully Ball. I am Rachel Nichols. I got DeMarcus Cousins, as always. And we have a special guest friend. Oh, yes. Rajan Rondo is joining us from Kentucky, where you're back as a student, right? Is that what's going on with you? Correct. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm back in Louisville, Kentucky, my hometown, but I drive twice a week to uh, down in the UK. What are you doing? What are you majoring in? Um, I'm back in school, uh, finishing my degree. I uh, left school so many years ago. Now I'm, I'm usually the oldest guy in the class. Uh, <laughs> but nevertheless, uh, get my degree in human communications and just continue to um, pursue my education. I want to get smart every day. Um, I had some idle time, so I wanted to kind of just get back and, and learn. I love this. What do the other students in class think of you being there? Um, some of them could be my kids' age. but I know it. Um, <laughs> some are, you know eager to see me and at first it was a little bit annoying you know people were taking pictures while I'm in lecture classes and tagging me and kind of you know being a little bit of distraction but that's part of it and I knew going back to campus that it wouldn't be you know I wouldn't be totally discreet so uh, mm -hmm. I was okay with it um, but for the most part I'm in and out I move pretty quickly and I go directly to where my classes are probably the closest to the buildings uh, and I get in and out you didn't bring Boogie back with you Boogie come on he lives too far. Yeah. He'll take. Uh, he's on, I think he's going to Shack route, so we'll figure it out. <laughs> it's all online. <laughs> all online. But would you go back and get your degree? Yeah, man. One day. One day. One day. Man. I'm, I'm gonna see how it works out with Rondo. Pick mm -hmm. his brain a little bit about it, and I'll see what I can do after that. So we'll see. <laughs> I don't know if you're if you're getting an advanced degree in communications. I expect nothing but the best on this podcast today, Dove. So we're 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 off and rolling. I love it. I love it. I do want to talk a little bit, just wrap up from the in season tournament that happened last week. Because if we look at what the Lakers did in that tournament, guys, Anthony Davis had just a dominant game right there at, at the final. And look, he's playing against a team that does not have the greatest interior defense going on. It's going to be a lot different when you've got some of the great bigs of the league that he's going up against in the playoffs. But still, uh, Rondo, I wanted to ask you just, you know, you're someone, you, both of you guys played with AD. You guys know what he's capable of when he is on. What did you see from him, though, in the in that game? And sort of how can he continue to lock that in going forward? Because that consistency is what we're looking for from him, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, we both know uh, personally, DeMarcus and I, uh, what he's capable of and the world knows as well. But uh, that game in particular, uh, he put the team on his back and, and took care of business. And it was a one-game win situation. Uh, I never doubted and never thought that LeBron wouldn't win it and he'd be the yeah. first to win it. You know, that's how his mindset is. And pretty much everything he's done in life, he put his mind until he gets it done. So uh, I'm happy for those guys and uh, Coach Ham as well, Coach Handy. Uh, they well deserve. Oh, and my young guy, uh, Reese. Awesome. Yeah. What do you think, Buck? Man, I think AD, he stepped up and did what he had to do. Um, you know, he's taken a lot of criticism over the past few seasons after that championship. And, you know, people are down on him. They talk about, 
you know, his lack of effort and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, AD came out and reminded the world of who he is and how great of a big he is at this game. So, uh, you know, obviously as fans of the game, you want to see this on a consistent basis and on a nightly basis. Um, he's showing that he can still do this at a high level. So, uh, you know, whatever it takes to put that fire under him to make him continue to do it on a nightly basis, uh, it, it needs to be done. Uh, but this is the AD we want to see, you know, from this night moving forward. And uh, obviously he can make it happen and he can do it. So, um, you know, his talent has never been denied. Uh, sometimes you feel like AD, you know, kind of gets in – gets content with, you know, playing just team basketball. He somewhat forgets that he's a superstar and, you know, this is what he can do whenever he wants. So um, I don't know if it's getting caught up in the motions or whatever the case may be, but this is the AD that we want to see. And uh, Yeah, I'm sure he's hearing the chatter, but I think um, I think they said it during the game, Doc had mentioned it, that they, they were giving him the ball immediately. You know, they went to him right away. And playing with a guy like AD, playing with a guy like Kevin Garnett, you know, it's different personalities, but you know, Kevin would at times he'll you know he'd be like, "Bring that motherfucker down here." You know, what I mean, he's gonna let me know right away. Um, playing with eighties, more kind of you know reserved, passive in a sense. But uh, when he does get to that, start talking shit. You know, what I mean, Brian was talking a lot during that game, and since he's been mic'd up, he's been he's been talking and giving these guys confidence, and like I said, going through eighties. So I think that's a, that plays a big part as well. Yeah, but, I mean, it's funny you bring up KG. No one had to light a fire under KG, right? The way, Boogie, you just said, if this lights a fire under him, that sort of thing. I mean, again, you guys were – you guys played with Anthony. Like, you you know him so well. Why don't we get every night him playing the way we all know that he can play? Like I said, I, I just think sometimes he kind of gets caught up in the motions and just kind of becomes content with just playing team basketball. And, you know – Obviously, that's what, from a team standpoint, you want that. Like, you want guys to be able to flow. You want everybody to be able to touch the ball, find the rhythm in the game. But it's at certain points where, AD, we need you to go be a superstar. We need you to go out and get 40. We need you to carry the team. We need you to go be the most dominant player on the floor. And obviously, he showed that with this in-season tournament. But moving forward, we need this on a consistent basis. Um, I think, my bad, but I think – like I said, I think his, his guard play plays a difference. You know, look at the role in the season he had with, um, I think, Schroeder. Mm-hmm. You know, the first year, I think, after my departure. So, um, you know, like I said, with Bron forcing the ball to AD, like I think that's, has, that's just what the game plan has to be, whether it's Austin that's doing it now from here on out, D'Lo or Bron. But, you know, you have to go to, through AD first. Let him carry you. Let him draw the foul. Let him destroy the paint. And then everyone else trickle off from there because, you know, the game is – the pace is so fast. I want to get their shots and their attempts, but for the most part, uh, I believe in setting the tone through the paint and not allowing so- him to, to shoot face up. My bad, Rachel. Not allowing him to shoot yeah. face up jump shots versus, you know, put your ass in the post and, and get to the money, get to the free throw line. No, I was just going to say, like, he was so dominant. And, as you know, I love watching him play when he's on, and, and he's such a great guy to have him succeed the way he did on that stage, I thought was so killer. And that, you know, 41 points, 20 rebounds, five assists, four blocks. That's what the kind of player he can be. And, and I just, I'd love to see it more often when they need him. And they've had big, huge games that he has not been able to deliver those kinds of numbers. And then they have games where he does and it's up and down. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what we go going forward and, and we'll see, Rajan, whether they make any changes before the trade deadline and try to put him, get some players who can put him in some of those positions a little more often. I don't know. We'll see. 
All right, guys, let's talk about the other side a little bit. Tyrese Halliburton, great start to the season overall and showed out so big time in this tournament. I love what we can see from him going forward. Everyone gets it. Everyone knows how good he is. But everyone knowing how good he is is also has repercussions, right? Now everyone's going to be looking out for him in a little bit of a different way. Do you guys think that this tournament and how he did is going to change how defenses lock in on him in the coming months or how other players see him? I don't think so. Uh, I think he's that good. I think he's that talented. Um, I think everything he's displaying and what he displayed throughout this tournament, I think this is him coming out mm-hmm. to the world, showing him, showing him his talent is real. He's the real deal on, with this game. And, you know, he's putting the league on notice. So uh, regardless of what defense is thrown on him, I think he's going to be able to go out and produce every night and lead his team. And uh, he's shown that so far. So, um, will teams adjust? Absolutely. But will it make a difference? I just don't think so because this kid is that good. I couldn't agree with you more, B. Um, you know, I think the world hasn't noticed him because he's played in two small markets, Sacramento, mm-hmm. Indiana. So uh, people aren't aware of his game. But I think the league been on notice. I think he's always been in the scouting port, especially this year in particular. Um, but, again, he's he's finding ways to uh, counter those attacks and, and making the league play, making them pay. Where would you put him, though, in the point guards right now this season? Is he make your top five? For sure. Right now, top five this year, absolutely. I mean, just the way he take care, takes care of the ball. I mean, I think they showed a stat the other day where he had, you know, over 15 assists, six-plus games, and you got the guys, some of the greatest guards that play the game still currently playing. You know, it's like three or four guys combined that has to do what he does, what he's done in the last five years. Well, you got what? You got Luca, Steph. Who else is rounding out your top five? Shea, right? Shea has book? to be in there. Shea. Uh, Tyrese. Uh, and you got to throw De'Aaron Fox in there. I, I think it's a yeah. I think it's yeah. a young guards league right now. It is a young guards league. I mean, man, it's, it's a lot of names we just left out. But yeah, I, I mean, say, you, got you said this year. Like, you said, but you said this, this year, year this season, right yeah. now. Yeah, this season. Mm-hmm. It, it is a young guards league right now. We're leaving out Dame. Uh, we're leaving out Steph. Uh, I put Steph in there. Oh, so y'all got two different. Who you said? Who you got, Rachel? You got Steph, Luca. I got Steph, Luca, Shay. Shay. I'm I'm asking you guys to round up. Those are those are my three that Ooh. I would say like for sure. And then I'm asking you guys to round out the other two. But maybe they're not in your top. Maybe those two aren't in. Because you got you got um, Tyrese or you got De'Aaron Fox. I got Tyrese Halliburton. I got De'Aaron Fox. I got Shea. I got Luca. Okay. What that fifth is? That fifth. I I mean, it it has to go to Steph. But sadly, I know who is not making your top five in anything right now is Zion Williamson. He is struggling a bit again, especially the midseason tournament did not do him a lot of favors once they got to the knockout rounds. Um, Shaquille O'Neal had some commentary. I want to play you a little bit of this, guys. Take a listen. I want to make some points about Zion. Okay. Does not run hard. It's not a diss. It's going to be a lesson from one great big man to another guy that could be a great big man. Does not run hard. I had the same problem my first second year. I thought I was running hard because Charles talked about this all the time. My talent going to get me 20. But when I start going to 20, 30, and 40, it's because I start doing certain things. He doesn't create easy points for himself. I saw a couple of times we had a couple guys at the basket. He don't seal, right? He doesn't demand the ball. Like, you got a small guy, and we talk about all the time, barbecue chicken alert. Charles talk about all the time, you can't let a little guy guard you. And he doesn't have that look. Like, I'm not the greatest athlete ever, but I know a look when I see it. In every sport, I know a look. Tiger Woods had that look. 
Jack Nicholson had that look. You know what I'm saying? Like I, he, he, he just doesn't have that look, and he doesn't rebound. He does not rebound. I'm sitting there and I'm watching because you know Charles was on him because you know that's Charles's category. I don't want to be on that hard, but he's not. But ready you're yet. saying this also because he could because be the he could be the best player in the league. In the league. In the league. league. Yes. In not, the league. Not, not, not in an all star. In the, the best player so, in the league. Again. I was just like him, so I don't want to sit up here, you know, like I was just like that. But, you know, people used to, like, pull me to the side. You know, I had a guy named Brad Seisler who used to always say, hey, man, okay, you had 24 points, but you're not as working as hard. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, so once he decides to get that killer and, and go for it, he's going to be a dangerous man. So, guys, look, it, it's not just the guys on TNT. It's not Shaq, although that was pretty damning coming from him. The New Orleans Times-Picune put out an article just after that saying that basically Zion has not been working on his conditioning or weight the way that they expect to in the organization and that he just won't listen to people when they try to get him on the right track. What do you take away from all that, Boogie? When you hear that as a big man, what do you, what do you take when you hear all of this criticism of Zion and also what you saw last week in Las Vegas? Um, It's a lot of things I could say that – you know, plays a part in this, but um, the biggest thing I would say is, you know, the leadership within the locker room. And um, the reason I say that, I, to piggyback off Shaquille O'Neal, and I was also a guy that was in that position. Um, coming in early, I didn't take care of my body the way I should have. I didn't eat the way I was supposed to. And I dominated off of just pure talent. Um, and it's mighty ironic he's on our show today with Rondo, but I didn't really take that jump to that next level until I got a vet that could be in my ear constantly and always be on my ass and always have me, you know, putting in the extra work, uh, doing the small detail things that go behind the scenes that, the, you know, the casual fan doesn't get to see on a nightly basis. Uh, taking care of your body, eating the correct way, getting, you know, getting the correct rest, watching film, um, putting in the extra work, getting being the first guy in, the last guy out, like putting up extra shots. Even after games, you want to put up shots. So all of these small things, you know, build you to that next level. So, so yeah, Zion is getting by with Tyler right now. But it's time to take that extra jump, that extra step, and actually start putting in the the, the right things to, to become that superstar and lead this team to the new heights. So uh, on one end, it's, it's – it's leadership, and on the other end, it's, this is on Zion. When, when, are, when are you going to try to take that jump? When are you going to hold yourself accountable? When are you going to start self-reflecting and realizing, you know, you're not putting the <clears throat> putting the right things into play to, to become the best player that you can be? So uh, this is on Zion, and this is also on management. Um, I, I spoke on this last week. It's time to put the right pieces around him. If he's a defensive liability, you have to put the right pieces around him. If you know he's struggling with, you know, listening and, and having that that voice to, you know, right his ship, put the pieces in, in place to surround him. This is a huge investment, not only in the NBA, but for the New Orleans Pelicans. And with each investment, you have to put the right things in, in place to make sure this investment is, is comes out on a positive note. So, um uh, I, I don't know, man. They from, put J.J. Redick in there with him. That didn't work. They put C.J. McCollum in there with him, who I think is a great is, voice in the locker that's, room. That's not my, it. My thing and it has to be relatable. It yeah, has to be has relatable. To be, bingo. That's what it is. Like, it has to, it, it has to it can't be just a name in a sense. It has to be someone that particular player respects. Uh, someone that particular player can, you know, look for guidance, even on and off the court. You know, maybe on some big brother type of thing. Because, like, for me, I was fortunate to have a, 
I like Kevin Garnett. And, um, you know, it's only right I pay, you know, full story. I paid my respects and back to the game by doing what I could for the young guys that I felt that were related to me, that were misunderstood, that, you know, may have got a different rep versus when I really get a hold to them, we, we change the narrative, you know, when our mindset, my, my mindset shifted. So um, I, I couldn't agree with Cuz more. I think for me, it's accountability. Uh, starting from the top, uh, allowing him to, uh, the way Shaq broke, broke his game down, I mean, you can't really argue with what, what Shaq's saying. Uh, all the things that he should be able to do, he's not doing. But for me, until someone pushes him, until he pushes himself on a consistent basis, um, and there may be consequences if he doesn't, you know, then I think we won't see that Zion until we have those things in place. What are some of those conversations you guys had? I mean, did you have them with each other? I mean, for me, what I love, yeah, of course, we had a lot of conversations. A lot of, you know, we almost got into a, bunch, a couple fights throughout the season. Tell um, me. I mean, Cuz got, he probably got the story, but for me, keep it, not keep it, you know, cool. legit. Uh, can we cuss on the show? How oh, the show? yes. Of course. Yeah, okay, all right. I'm going to treat yourself. Come you know. as you no, are. You didn't know, act. You didn't nah, act here. Cuz and I had some crazy, you know, situations in practice in my Sacramento years, but it was, like I said, it was all love and fun. And, and I understood, you know, his, his, his rage, his, his passion for the game and, and the way he thought that he was doing something versus when I watched film. Cause Cuz is one of the first guys when I got to Sacramento, cause there was nothing to do there. Um, but I did have one of my best years, uh, statistically. I think he had his as well. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, what I love to do is watch film on my game and then I will go back and study pretty much everything that he did throughout the game the same night. So it may take me four hours to watch film, but you know, I would have a glass of wine, glass of gas. Um, and, um, you know, like I said, to break his game down, it was fun to watch him. And then, like I said, when I go into practice the next day, I would have, you know, my little notes that I would say to him, you know, well, you didn't do this, well, this, you could have this better. I seen that elbow, you know, what they didn't call. Like, I mean, it was all type of little things I would pick up and watch him, try to help him get to that next level. And I don't know if anybody's ever done that with him as far as breaking his game down and challenge him to, you know, okay, run the floor a little bit harder. With this play, you could have got, you know, four points. You should get to the free throw line six, you know, six times a quarter. Like this – kind of breaking the game down, trying to make it easy for him, but also making it easy for myself. So uh, that plays a big part. And Zion, I don't think he has that. Well, he hasn't had that type of player in his locker room for him. But what did you think when Rajan started doing that with you? Oh, it was annoying as shit. But at the end of the day, um, the results this were, asshole. were... Yeah, the results were exactly what we were looking for. And, mm-hmm. and the more and more I seen those results, the more and more I realized, like, Everything he's saying to me is only helping me and this team, you know, become better. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, obviously this guy has my respect to the ultimate level. And um, he's helped my career in so many different ways. So, uh, obviously, it was it was everything I needed. And, and that's why I could sit here and speak on Zion and his situation because it's, it's, it's so familiar and, it's, and I've seen this before. So, uh all it takes is that that right leader or that, that that right vet to get in your ear and you know steer that ship the right way. And this falls on the New Orleans Pelicans organization. You have to figure out what that guy is. You have to, and you have to invest in having that piece come in. So your initial investment is on can be successful in every way possible moving forward. All right, Doe wasn't doesn't want to tell stories on you, but I want you to tell one on yourself. Give me an example. <laughs> Man, I want to know. Man. It's been. It was a few practices. Just uh, briefly, it was a few practices. You know where 
you know, Rondo threw a couple of elbows. He probably knocked out a tooth of mine here and there. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, he's, nah, he's, he's, a, he's a little bully. So him being on bully ball today fits perfectly, man. <laughs> How hard was it to get, like, to eat the way you should? You said at the beginning you didn't take care of your body the way you should have. And again, that's something that just came mm-hmm. out in the local paper down there in New Orleans that they're just, you know, he came into, design came into the season actually in really good shape. And that right. since then, that, that he's been up and down a little bit. You can see that he wasn't in great conditioning again last week in Las Vegas. How hard was that for you? How long did it take you to figure that out? Uh, the only reason I would say it's hard because you don't realize as a young player coming in, when you're when you're young and youthful, like you can literally roll out of bed anything, and, go, and go dunk the ball. Like you can eat right. McDonald's before the game. You can eat Krispy Kreme donuts right. and all these type of things. Yeah. And, and it doesn't really have an effect on you. It's not until you start hitting that age of 25, 26, 27, you, you might eat that bullshit and you might, damn, my stomach don't feel right first play, first possession of the game. So right. um, it's you have to realize with, with Zion coming in, he was a young kid. And with young kids, we all have bad habits. We all have bad eating habits. We eat chicken, chicken fingers, sugar, just bullshit constantly throughout the day. And you know, when you're young, it flows through and it's fine. But like I said, Zion's now coming to that age where it's, you know, the milkshake starting to stick, starting to stick. You can you can see the little love handles through the jersey a little bit. You know what I mean? So uh, it's just realizing, like, man, it's 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 that time in my career where I have to make these changes if I want longevity in this career and I want to maximize, you know, a, a, a full career. So. Uh, and like I said, also having that better in your ear to help you realize that. And, you know, things start to come full circle. So uh, it's about self-reflection and accountability on this organization to make this or to right this ship. So uh, it's, it's very possible. It's just about going on and doing it. Uh, I mean, it'd be interesting. As I said, they brought in vets. Maybe the right one hasn't clicked with him. It's no secret. It's not that they're trying. They're in no way. I don't want to be clear. They are not trying to trade Zion Williamson, but he mm-hmm. has not been off limits. Like if you want to call and ask about him, you can call and ask about him. It'll be interesting to see if any team wants to think that maybe a change of pace or a change of scenery will help down the road. I don't know. But obviously that team is not going to be as successful as they want until Zion Williamson can be the player we know he can be. And I'm interested to see if that national attention My, he got this past week helps. What is the player that we think he, he can be? Like, I mean, what has he? I mean, look, he's mm-hmm. so talented. He could get a little bit more engaged on defense. I think that could significantly help. I mean, he's just not putting forth the effort. I thought what Shaq said about him not making easy plays for himself is true. Mm-hmm. He's not helping his teammates out on the floor. There, there's a lot of good breakdowns out there right now of Zion, who's just, he's not, he's not closing the way he needs to. He's just not doing a lot of the things that would help help players on teammates on his team execute what they need to execute. And if he can pull the, pull the rope more in all of those places, I think the whole team could be get, you know, the level of the team could rise up. Yeah, but I think you just, you have to train that way as well. I mean, you can't yeah. just say, I'm going to do this, but if you don't train that way, you know, you're going to look bad when you try to go out there and, and have that type of effort and you'll show your lack of uh, condition. Um, I want to move on, guys, because I want to talk about the Suns a little bit. Bradley Beal is finally coming back on Tuesday. That's the schedule. Suns are actually only 12 and 10 so far this season, seventh in the West. But part of that is because Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and KD have yet to play a single game together. So so what do you think is going to make the difference? How is Bradley Beal going to help lift this team up if he is able to come back as healthy as we hope and expect? Um, I mean, we all know what he brings to the table. Uh, obviously, he's scored a ball at ease with the best of you know in the league. So, 
uh, being able to share the ball a little bit more amongst Katie and Book, uh, letting guys feed off of him. Uh, he can run the point at times. Uh, he plays uh, unselfishly uh, when he wants. And I think, you know, if him buying into Frank Vogel's system, which I believe KD has already defensively, I think they'll continue to uh, elevate and be a lot better than obviously 12 and 10 in the next 22 games. Uh, to piggyback off Rondo, uh, I think he just he eases the pressure of the other two stars. And, you yeah. know, with any team, you would, you would love that. So uh, regardless of who's being the ball handler, which – he does add that as well, an, uh, an extra ball handler to this group. With So whoever decides to be the ball handler, you got two monsters coming off pin downs on both wings. So with any opposing team, it's every, on a nightly basis, it's pick your poison. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's a great way to go into any game where it can be any guy's night. You got three guys capable of getting you 30 to 40 points every night. So uh, the Suns are in a good place. But my question is, and this question is specifically for Doe is with them not you being a traditional point guard and you looking at this team and noticing that they don't have a traditional point guard what's your whole take with that being a lack on their team um it's just far as when things get tough you know Mm -hmm. um when when they when they hit adversity you know in a playoff game they might be down you know 2-0 or you know it's a different you know type of scheme Who's going to be able to manage um, egos? You know, a coach can do it from a, a, a sideline standpoint, but during the game, you know, when Katie hasn't had the ball four possessions in a row, who knows that? You know, who's going to say, okay, hold on, you hold on this time, Bill. I know you made two shots in a row, but Katie ain't touched the ball. We need to get him in the rhythm and the flow. So uh, that's my only concern with that, not having a traditional point guard. But at the same time, I think these the way the game is going, books, you know, I think he's up and willing. If they can all put their egos aside, and figure out, you know, I think Book can be that kind of point guard going to the point guard role. He's averaging eight assists a game, but just him not not necessarily just passing the ball, but understanding how to break the game down, keeping guys happy, you know, keeping yourself available and as a threat. And then also the role players, you know, because we've seen to where we've had the big threes before and the three, you know, scoring champs, you know, with guys like down in Brooklyn, uh, you know, James and Kyrie and Katie. But, you know, if those role players don't step up and make, make a change and make a difference, uh, three offensive juggernauts won't make it work, won't, won't make it happen and, and get it down to playoffs. I think Booker's been really good in that role. I've been actually surprised, yeah. pleasantly surprised. Like, wow, I didn't know if he could, you know, it's a lot. I mean, it, it's a really hard job. And I, I wasn't sure if he could add that to the other really hard job he is doing out on the court. I do think it's a great point, though, is that you're not tested in a playoff situation yet. So we haven't seen what he can do when you're in that kind of pressure and that kind of stuff going on and that level of everything else in the building around you uh, going up. And and can you also add that second job to your regular job? But I feel better about this team doing it than some other teams. Like we saw with the Clippers, man, like they needed a traditional point guard. They needed someone who understood how to play that role. And the fact that that's why, you know, James Harden, I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know how overall that team is going to do when we're all said and done at the end of the season. But I will defend that trade because they needed someone in that role. The other guys on the team were not able to do that and they needed someone to organize them in that way. I feel like with the Suns, we're maybe seeing that they're okay without it. I thought your point about Frank Vogel is really good. You played for him. You won a title with him. Like, what, what do you think he is going to be able to do to help these guys in this situation? Um, lean on the staff. I think he also has a great staff uh, that he brought along with him in Phoenix. Um, lean on his, um, his, his, his background. You know, he's had LeBron as well for a player. 
um, understanding, you know what I'm saying, get those guys to buy in and how we made it work in a bubble. Um, not necessarily saying somebody's going to have to come off the bench, one of those guys, but at the same time, just figuring out staggering minutes to where uh, we do have a, a decent guard on the court that's making the right plays and right moments down the stretch of the games. I'm interested in how they buy into his defensive uh, schemes. You know, yeah. That's one thing um, that I you know, commend Frank on is his thinking, his defensive mindset, the way he thinks the game, the way he's made you know, adjustments throughout games uh, when I play for him. So uh, if they can buy into that, um, the switching defenses and communicating, communicating at a high level, I think they'll do pretty good in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, that team has so much potential. It's going to be interesting to see now that they're all playing together. Hopefully they all stay healthy. We'll see what happens. All right, we got to move on to our DraftKings segment. We're introducing something this week called I'll Take That Bet, and this is presented by DraftKings, and John Morant is coming back, guys, so I thought this was the perfect opportunity to talk about this. He's 21 games into his 25-game suspension. The Grizzlies are hoping by next week he'll be back in the fold and they can start to put him on the court. They're 6-15 and 15 on the year, 13th place in the conference. Do you think John Morant can turn this team back into a playoff contender. And here are the odds. Plus 600 to make the playoffs, minus 900 to miss the playoffs. So Vegas views the Grizzlies as a long shot to make the playoffs. Boogie, would you take that bet? Put down 100 bucks. If they make it, you get 600 back. But Vegas doesn't think that they'll be having to pay you that money. Uh, I'll take that bet. Um do I think there'll be a playoff team? No, but I definitely think there'll be a team, you know. So you're not right taking now. the bet. I think there'll be a team that can make the play in. And and them being That's in the That's not the bet, friend. It's not top seven point guards, it's top five point guards. It's not make the play in, it's make the playoffs. But if they make the play in, then they make the playoff. That means exactly. I mean, look, that's that what means. the Heat did, but I'm just saying. But the, the bet is do you think when All we're right. done with the play in, no. we get to eight versus one, they will be there? No, <laughs> they won't. But I do think this team will make the play in, and whoever they face in the play in tournament. It's definitely going to be a threat for that uh, defended team. So uh, I wouldn't want to see this team with John Morant um, at any point in the year. So uh, John Morant is that talented. Regardless of all the noise, you know, around his name and the mistakes and the childish behavior, like that's 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 whatever. Speaking on his talent, he's that good. He can carry this team. He'll make the guys around him better. And they'll definitely be a threat once they make the plan. I believe they'll be in the plan. So they'll become a threat. In the playing tournament, whoever's facing them definitely has problems on their hands. So, um, no, I don't think there'll be a playoff team, so I don't take the bet. But, yes, they'll be in the play-in, and I bet my money from that point moving forward. (laughs) What about you? Uh, I'm a gambler. I'm going to take the bet. Yes. <laughs> I'm taking a bet. I mean, <laughs> I like the odds. You know, I think he's coming back with vengeance. I think he's, you know, has a lot to prove and I know he's working. So um, he got the, the bet down there at D Rose. Um, that's, you know, eager to have him back, I'm sure. And then, like I said, Marcus Smart is, didn't know, don't know where the hell he ended up at, but he's, <laughs> I'm sure he's waiting for him to come save day as well. Yes. So I mean, there, there's a lot of hope coming back for these when Jai gets back and, I think he's going to turn it around. Like I said, get the fan base behind him. I think they'd be extremely tough to beat at home from that point on. Um, but I, I'm a better. I'm a gambler. I'll take that bet. I think it's an attractive bet, only in that they're only five games out of a playoff spot. It's only December. That with the, with the suspension being what it was, and that's, this is you know going back to last year. 
25 games is not that much of the season. I, I get it. I, I get that it's a chunk and it gets you off to a bad start and all of that stuff, but they have plenty of time to recover. So I, I expect them plenty to take a little bit yeah. to shake the rust off. I don't think it's going to happen, you know, overnight, but I'm, I feel like, you know, Rajan, you've got the smart money there. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll come back to it at the end of the year. See if that was a good bet to take. I don't know. All right. Got to get to set a reminder because we got good games going on this weekend. All right. I'm going to read out some of the games. Y'all tell me what you think is the game you want to watch. What is your game of the week? So Tuesday, we got Lakers at Mavs, Warriors at Suns, and that is going to be Bradley Beal coming back on that game. Uh, Pacers at Bucks on Wednesday. That is, of course, going to be a little rematch of what happened in the in-season tournament. And the reason that one is exciting to me is because Mr. Halliburton did the whole same time celebration. <laughs> you know that Damian Lillard is uh, going to have some attention on that in Wednesday's game. And you guys didn't put Dame in your top five point guards, but I, you know, <laughs> I know that he is still adjusting to you, being in Milwaukee. You said this season, Rachel. Don't. I know, no, 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 no. Just this season. That's why I said I know he's still adjusting. This was my sentence that I know he's still adjusting to being in Milwaukee. So I get why he didn't make your list yet. But I will say he is still as dangerous a motherfucker as ever and that, you know, I'm interested to see what kind of revenge he has gone in this game. Or if the Pacers, who showed out and they beat them, can do it again. So I think that's going to be juicy. You've got the Wolves at the Mavericks. Again, more Luka time and the Timberwolves have been on fire so far in this young season. Thunder at Kings. That's an attractive young player matchup. And on Friday, you've got the Magic at the Celtics. Orlando has won its last four against Boston and in general is tearing it up so far in this young season. So a lot of good games going on. I think you know which one is the one that fascinates me the most because I like the drama. Y'all know I like the drama, and we got drama potentially on Wednesday. But what do you guys think? What's your favorite one book of this week? I'm going to go with that Thunder Kings game. Um, yeah. You know, we were talking about the top five PGs in the league right now, and that's mm-hmm. two of them right there, and Shea and De'Aaron Fox. So uh, I'm excited for that matchup. Two young teams, you know, figuring it out. Uh, both top – well, potentially top of the West uh, teams and – um you know, I think that'll be a great matchup for the fans. So I'm excited for that one. I'm excited for all of them. I think I played for damn near all the teams on the list here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like you said, Rachel, with the uh, the Dame time thing, that's going to be interesting. Um, I want to see how the Wolves play. I've been I've been watching mm-hmm. young Anthony Edwards a lot this year. Uh, the way he's able to lead that team and, you know, like I said, buying into everyone's role. Mike Conley running the show. So it's it'll be interesting. And obviously, I'm always watching the Lakers and Celtics. So I'm Big busy time. all week watching here. So. <laughs> <laughs> that and classes in Kentucky. We're, you know, there's no, oh, no time it's fine. We got, I, got, I got finals Tuesday and I'm out. So I got a, a right. month break. <laughs> you I'm got time to watch to basketball. <laughs> I do. <laughs> there we go. All right. Doom scroll. So this is where we kind of look at some of the social media hits of the week, see what's popping okay. and uh, what's going on. I've been getting a ton of attention this week is our own teammates here on Show Basketball, uh, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce. You know them well. Uh, they did a live stream, live stream during the in-season tournament final. And one topic was if LeBron is currently – a top five player in the league this season. So this goes into back to our point guard discussion. Is he, he's obviously top five of all time. That's not the conversation right now. This season, is he a top five player in the league at age nearly 39? And I think his birthday is two weeks from now. I got very heated between Kevin and the truth. I want you guys to take a listen to what your former teammates though had to say. Is he top five in the league still LeBron? Hell That's yeah. That's what's making it. Hell impressive. yeah. That's exactly Hell what's yeah. What? 
Brown ain't top five in the league. Name four other players better than Brown right now that you picking. Luka Dockage, the Joker, no. MB. No, I'm not picking none of these niggas. Over Giannis there. and Tatum. Man, Shut up. Tatum, I love that. I saw motherfuckers. <laughs> Please stop with this nonsense. Oh, you man, stop, man. That was impressive. Man, get your ass out of here. I saw, jo- right I saw Joel and Embiid have 15 points in the final game. That was get right your right. garbage that's ass out of here. Man, what the fuck I, you talking I, I about, bro? That one, you, bro? Right what the fuck is you talking about, nigga? You act like you don't need no basketball, nigga. You don't need no basketball, nigga. Luca, ain't never been to no motherfucking final. Cupcake, dog, I'm starting to talk about on Luca, bro. Cupcake, you talking that goofy shit. You talking Braun, nigga. 66,000 minutes, nigga. Respect, Lord. Nigga, 38 doing it. Fuck is you talking Those about? Those guys aren't greater than Bron. Niggas, cupcakes when they come to Bron. I'm talking about cupcakes. I'm saying top five today. I'm, nigga, I'm talking about today. We're not talking about body of work Fuck now. is you talking about then? Cupcake? <laughs> Fuck you talking about? Motherfucking B had 15 points in a, in a, in a game seven. Al Horford. Want to hear that shit? Get the double. fuck out of here. Bron, nigga. They ain't putting none of them niggas in front of Bron. Jordan, yeah. We know those same niggas. Yeah. You know those same niggas. Like, you know those same niggas. Like, you know those same niggas. I know Brian Finn. I'm Lord first. You know what? You know what? Lord first. Secondly, nah, I'm calling it a spade a spade. This is straight spades. Ah, spades. <laughs> Fuck is you talking about? These are spades. We ain't never seen no nigga have 39,000. Hey, get this man a LeBron jersey real quick so he can put oh, it on. <laughs> Remember when you asked if we could curse on this show? <laughs> I, no, think yeah, I, see, I see yeah, I see it now. I think you've got your answer. All right. So um, as you said, this is every day between the two of them. But now that you've gotten to see what their argument was, what do you think, though? Where are you on this? Which which of your former teammates are you siding with? He just proved it. He's top five. He just put his mind to something. Who's the first? Who's the first champion? Of the end season tournament, mm-hmm. Brian, the short top five. What do you think? Both- Pete, I think Pete just wanted to argue. They like they love to argue with each other. Well, yeah, you know that. Yeah, you, know, you, think, a, you know, I'm another guy that likes to argue, but uh, I'm gonna go with Paul on this. <laughs> oh, okay. Man, you sipping too, man. It's early. It's I 8 a.m. out there. How you how you lit like that already? It's, I'm actually tripping. not. But as soon as we get done with this, I'm gonna do that. But anyway, who, who just, he just won the he just won the end season tournament, bro. I'm not mad at that. I'm, I'm not How taking not away top from five? Any, I'm not taking away from any legend that this guy has done throughout his career. I'm not. He, he's legendary. He's he's yeah, top they went five. seven and they went seven and oh. When it was time to win, he hit the button and they won. Where are they? MVP. Right what are we talking about? Where are they right what now in the about? West? Where are they right now in the West? I, I don't know. Like I said, man, listen, I played on veteran teams. Like, it ain't, you know, when we hit the button, we hit the button. So, we're trying to get it's guys healthy. It's two veterans on the team. It's two veterans, him and AD. What's that mean? What you, what, what you saying? This isn't a veteran team. It's two vets. Everybody else is babies. Like, it's two guys yeah, with 10 saying. plus. It's two guys who's with 10 your, plus who's years in your, on the Who's in your top five, right? Nikola Jokic is in your top five right now. Yes, this season, Giannis. Correct? Yes, okay. Giannis, Luka, Nikola, uh, MB has to be in there. He just had 50 the other night. And I know we talking about, you know, what he did last year. We talking about right now, top five. Right now. We're not talking about the previous. Yeah, all those things can be brought up when it talks, when we start talking about, you know, an overall career. All those things can be brought up. But when it comes to top five right now in the NBA, LeBron isn't. And that's okay. He's 38, 39 years old. He isn't supposed to be. The fact that he's still even flirting in the conversation. More credit to LeBron, but as of right now, he's just not top five, and that's okay. It's not a knock to him. It's just not. I feel like he's closer to top five now than he was last season. Like, that's what's if amazing was, to me. If it was one game 
You, who had to win a game? Who gonna win the game? Anybody in the league? I'm going top with LeBron. Five. But that's not what this conversation is. We're talking about top five in the league. You, t- you right talking about now. stats or what you, what, I'm talking about well, like Well what else what, what else determines I mean, what's top five? What else determines? Stats. I mean, again, about, like, and right now statistically, team wise or individual wise, LeBron they is. They just top won five. a team they just won a team. Congratulations. Everybody was trying to win this tournament. Congratulations. Yeah, well, that I'm not taking that away yes. from him. That 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 alone, well, if that's the case, AD's top five right now too then, right? No, nah, AD ain't top five right now. Why? He had but, 40 and 20 and he just won the in-season tournament. That's okay. the point I'm making. That doesn't matter. But seven games, seven and oh, Bron is the core. Like, incredible. He, it's the that's reason incredible. why they went seven and oh. When I'm, it, I'm, when, I'm not disagreeing. When it had to be, when it counted. I'm not disagreeing. When things matter... They hit the button. And that's, that's a different all. conversation. When it start, when we start talking about when things matter, LeBron's going to be the first guy I bring up. As of right this now. This season, though. This season. See, I think what he's done this season, as I said, like last season, I don't think he quite had what he has this season, which is crazy, by the way, about someone who's this age. But he's gotten them, you know, out of games that they had no business sort of ha- struggling in. He's the one who's putting in 40 minutes, right? All this stuff. He's put in mm-hmm. all these points. He's the one who's been the backbone of the team. AD has had a very up and down season already. And LeBron has been consistent and been there. And then, yeah, I think this tournament was a great showcase for him because it showed what Doe's saying is that when he wants to do something, he can still go out and do it. Absolutely. I would put him in that category this season, which is funny because I wouldn't have said he's been there the whole way through the last couple of years, but this season he showed out so far. So I don't know, but it's, it's, it's you got to, well, you, you only five, there's only five slots. It does get tough there because well, there's I'm other putting, guys. I'm putting LeBron at six. <laughs> <laughs> so you said Luca and B, you said Luca and B, Giannis. Well, what do you guys put? Luca and B, Giannis, Jokic, Nikola Jokic, Jokic, and Shea. You still got to bring in De'Aaron Fox. Tyrese I'm not putting Halliburton. De'Aaron Fox like, over LeBron this season. I think De'Aaron's been great, but come on. I mean, the guy's averaging 30 and 6. We just can't overlook that. <laughs> you can't I overlook mean, but that. Again, these, these numbers, the numbers are continue to inflate, though. It's not like... I'm not disagreeing. The I mean, numbers in the, the league the teams are averaging are teams inflated. are scoring 150 points. I mean, you still can't uh, numbers lie. <laughs> humans lie. Numbers don't. I get it, but the game the game <laughs> has changed for that. The, the, the and three, I'm the, the all that, But right now, <laughs> in the current state that we're in, we have to give those guys their credit. Like everyone's numbers are inflated. Like, I, I think part of it, when you say, what is it beyond the numbers? Part of it's heart, right? Like, part of it is, are you the heart of your team that is making yes. that team go? And and that's what part of makes you valuable and is part of this conversation of who's the top guys in the league this season. I, it is beyond numbers for me. Um, but I do think it's heavy. He's right there. It's heavy. It, it's a very debatable point because you do Everybody have, we've okay, named in the top five is winning. Everybody we've named in the top five is winning games. Yeah. So. I just don't see how we can overlook that either. Yeah, LeBron won that. But if it's about him winning the in-season tournament, then AD has to be in the top five as well. Because he went 7-1 and one or 7-0 and oh just like LeBron did. That's all I'm saying. Like, if it's based off just the in-season, then yeah, LeBron's top five. He's number one. And then AD is number two. But that's not the case. <laughs> that's not the case. That's not the case, brothers. I, I, I just – I can't go with that. That's That's not a good enough reason. Where are the Lakers right now in the in the West? Western standards. Well, I that appreciate you guys. That has to that has to mean something. It has to. Yeah. All right, I gotta give an update. 
This story's crazy. Doe, I don't even know if you've heard this story, but this nuts. Boog okay. and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago. So speaking of Shay, SGA bought a house, his dream house outside of Toronto. And he ended up having to sue the people who sold it to him because he did not know that prior to him living in the house, a guy who had dubbed himself the Crypto King had lived in that house and some bad things happened. So here's the story. In May, he buys his dream house for $6 million. Two days after he buys the house, moves in, menacing visitors start showing up at the house looking for the previous tenant. This guy owed more than $25 million to 150 different people. And apparently wow. these people who were coming to the house looking for this guy were not playing around. Earlier in the year, another group of people came to the house, looked for the guy, found him there, kidnapped him, beat the shit out of him, completely like rearranged <laughs> his face, finally released him. And now they were coming back. And instead of this guy being at the door, Shay and his, you know, people in his family are at the door. And they basically were just like, yeah, we got to get out of here. So like within two days, they abandoned the dream house that they were going to live the rest of their lives in. Uh, they tried to reverse the sale. They had to take these guys to court. And I'm here to give you the update that they won the lawsuit. So Boog, you can rest assured, Shay does not have to live in the house with the guys looking for him. Yeah. Rearranged the fit. But can you imagine dealing with all that? That's a wild story. I'm fortunate. I'm glad he got his money back. Uh, he there won the lawsuit, so and he's he's out of the. It hasn't affected him this season. He playing, so I mean, no yeah, he's top five. <laughs> top yeah. five, yeah. top five, top five. So you're in a new house. No, no menacing visitors coming to you. Nah, not, not right now. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to stay off the grid here. That's good. <laughs> he's like, don't blow up my spot, Rachel. <laughs> no, no previous owners here. No previous owners. So. No previous owners. There you go. Uh, that's how you know you're fancy when you build from scratch. So we'll we'll, we'll just leave that there. Hey, y'all. Uh, Rajan, thank you so much for joining us. I love it when the two of you get together. Makes my whole day. Uh, always great to hear your insight on the game. Is unparalleled as always. Good luck on those finals. Um, Appreciate but, you it. Know, it will be of no help to you whatsoever. Uh, but, you know, we're rooting <laughs> for you. And that's what's important. I appreciate that. Everyone out there, you can catch all episodes of Bully Ball on the Showtime Basketball YouTube channel, or you can get it wherever you get your podcasts. And every week I'm asking you, and I am shameless, and I have no problem saying this, we need your five-star reviews because the algorithm picks us up if we get the five-star reviews. So go to the phone, hit the little button. You can vote as many times as you want. Do it. We'll be here, and then we'll pop up higher, and we'll be back every week. So we'll see you all then. Thanks, you. Thanks, you. That didn't make any sense. Thank you. Bye. Bye.